Blog Talk Radio. Come on, snap your finger like this and pat your foot. I survived the worst of times because the Lord was there. It's no goodness of my own, but it's the hand of the Lord that's upon me. It's the hand of the Lord that's upon me. Come on, choir. It's no Stay tuned and be blessed.
upon me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. God bless you to all our, our listeners. This is your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and you are listening to Global Gospel. And that means it is Saturday afternoon at the 1 p.m. 1 p.m. hour, and we are grateful to God to be in the land of the living, to declare the goodness of the Lord, declare that Jesus Christ heals, delivers, he saves, and he sets free, that Jesus Christ is the answer to whatever your problem is, and know that whatever going on in your life, the hand of the Lord rests upon you, and if you're going through some good times, if you're going through some bad times, just stay and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We are on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. So we encourage you to reach out and to uh, find our page, to like our page, leave us a comment, leave us a question, befriend us. Let us know that you are listening to Global Gospel. And you should know that all our shows are archived. And so immediately following this show... You can listen into this show in its entirety if perhaps you missed this portion or if you want to listen to another show, you can do so as well because they are archived. So just reach out to us on social media. You can also write us. You need to write us. You can write us at P.O. Box 5331, Hempstead, New York. Zip is 11550. If you'd like to call us to give us a voicemail, can do so at 516-481-3187. If you'd like to email Global Gospel, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. And once again, we are here at www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Shout out to all of our listeners. Our listeners, to those of you that are in the north, the south, the east, and west, and there's so many listening on several continents, North America, South America, uh, uh, Canada, the continent of Africa, several countries there, Asia, several countries there, Europe, several countries. So we thank God for all of you, and we pray that God's blessings be upon your life, and so that God will give you life, health, and strength, and that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul shall prosper. Our theme scripture here comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. The New International Version says, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. But we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And certainly we came with the message of Jesus Christ on today. We came with the gospel, for the gospel is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew and also to the Greek, to black, white, short, tall, uh, whatever uh, nationality, whatever race, whatever religion, uh, whatever, wherever you came from. Know that God is here for you. The gospel is comprehensive. 
the gospel does all things but fail because the gospel tells about the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It lets us know that Christ came in the world to die from your sins and from my sins. He came that we ha- might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And we thank God for abundant life on today. We thank God for mercy, for great is God's mercy towards us. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. He's a kind God. He's a faithful God. And whatever you can't find in people, you find in God. Somebody said, I find no fault in God. He's wonderful. Somebody else says, there is no failure in God. There's no fault. There's no failure. There's no fiction. For certainly he's not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, If he spoke it, it shall come to pass. Heaven and earth can pass away, but God's word cannot and will not fail because he is that kind of friend that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And this uh, this afternoon, we do have a special guest that will um, share with us in a few minutes and has a special message for us. And certainly, uh, by way of announcement, we do want you to join us at the book signing. I will be there at 2 p.m. this afternoon for our guest that was on a few days ago, Reverend Janie West Mays, the author of And Sarah Laughed, Better, Not Bitter. And certainly, we encourage you to go back and listen to that show, and uh, certainly at a later time, uh, we will be giving that book away as well as I announced. But we do want you to meet us at the Roosevelt Public Library, 27 West Fulton Avenue in Roosevelt, Long Island, New York, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Stop by and see us. Amen. God bless you. God is so great, and he's so good, and he's so merciful, and he's he's loving, and he's kind, and certainly we're excited about what God has already done and what he is going to do because uh, there is always a newness and a freshness about God. Uh, Certainly, we don't know what uh, God has in store for us. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for us but he says I know the thoughts I think towards you thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end certainly we don't own the rights to any of the music here but we thank God for uh, Ricky Dillard it's the hand of the Lord upon me this next song uh, before we come back with our guest uh, says we must praise how many of you know that whatever is going on in our life we must praise Jay Moore. Stay tuned to Global Gospel and be If I were a drum, I would use my symbol. If I were a writer, I would use a pencil. No matter who or what we are, we 
towards this generation of believers because of his awareness. He believes that he is called to be a voice in this generation. He is married to Abigail Gordon, and they have three children, Emma, Beverly, and Olivia. And I speak of none other than Pastor Ramon Gordon. And certainly we are glad that you are sharing with us this afternoon and you took time out of your busy schedule. And he's also the reason that he's here today. He's the author of The Advantage of Now, His Purpose in You and You in Time. So uh, we thank God that this preacher and author is here today. So, uh, Pastor, what would you like the people to know about you that I did not say in your brief introduction? Hey, uh, my brother, listen, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. And uh, it's a delight to be with you on this first go-around and uh, excited about what God has planned for you, man. Hey, listen, uh, you know, you read that intro. You know, I'm a simple guy. I, I, I certainly, you know, love God and love the people of God and uh, seek to use my gifts to bless uh, our generation. Um, and so uh, that that's really me in a nutshell. I love to serve, and uh, whatever opportunity that presents itself, I try to embrace that opportunity as effective as possible that I can be. Amen. Well said. Grateful that you are a voice in uh, this generation, uh, certainly because this generation does face uh, many challenges, and some challenges are unlike previous challenges. I do like to always uh, say when I'm speaking to a person in ministry, uh, because I'm a minister myself, um, just to get get people to understand that we are human beings. Uh, was ministry always the first thing on your mind? <laughs> well, you know, uh, you understand. Well, pre- how... I say being a preacher, was that the first thing you wanted to be? No, no, I, I did not. <laughs> I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be an animal doctor. <laughs> And uh, but I remember, uh, you know, we're coming up on the Halloween uh, Halloween uh, season here, that uh, that big Halloween day. And and I remember years ago, my mother, uh, I told my mother I wanted to be something for Halloween. I was about had to be about nine, ten years old. And um, at that point, my mother didn't dress me up as Batman or Superman or Power Rangers, but she she dressed me up. As uh, as a preacher, man, she put a suit on me, a white shirt, blue suit with a red tie and a Bible in my hand, and I went to church as a preacher. I went to school as a preacher. <laughs> so I don't know if she was uh, helping to carve out my destiny, which, which I do believe she was, but I've always had a desire for ministry at an early age, and I knew that this was the path that God would, uh, would have me uh, tread. So, um, so the preacher is an author of a book, The Advantage of Now, His Purpose in You and Time. How did we go from preaching to writing a book? Well, I suppose one 
especially from a certain mindset that all preachers do is get up and preach on Sundays and teach on Wednesdays and and don't really engage in other avenues to make optimal impact. And I, I didn't just want to be a preacher who made impact from the pulpit, but I wanted to be a preacher that made impact through all of my gifts, whether it was writing, whether it was administration, whether it was musical. And and one of the gifts that God has given me is to be able to pen his thoughts. And ever since I've been penning the thoughts of God, uh, I told myself years ago that I wanted to write a book in my 30s. And really, by the time I was 30, 34, um, now, I was a year late, but that's fine. It took me about four years to write the book. But but to answer your question, I don't just want to be, and I didn't just want to be, and I still don't just want to be impactful behind the pulpit. But when I'm not preaching or when they don't hear my voice, whoever the Lord has given me to lead, I want them to be able to find my book in their library and use that as a reference to help them through whatever they're going through. Very well said, because um, a lot of people do get lost in the hype of standing in the pulpit um, and declaring the word of God when there is so much more to ministry than what we hear mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Uh, certainly we Absolutely. have to be uh, reachable by people, by our, our co-workers, by our neighbors, by our families, our friends, and just the general population of the world. It's Ministry is outside the four walls of the church. So it's Absolutely. so important um, that you do, that you did recognize that as so many people uh, don't. So um, what it, what what you chose or what God gave you to write about is, um, and on the picture, we also want uh, everyone to purchase this book, and um, we'll tell you can tell the listeners later how how they can uh, acquire this. Sure. Book. But on the cover of the book is uh, a clock, um, an alarm clock, which right away sends a signal that uh, something must be up about time. And so tell us the advantage of now and time, how his purpose in you and time. How did we get to time? Well, I'm, I'm glad you noticed this. Uh, when I was thinking about the cover of this book, uh, the only thing that kept coming to my mind was urgency. And I think a lot of us, we grapple with the the fear of not exhausting all of what God has given us within, us, within the context of time. Um, and many times we wait for the right time to actually launch or do what God has placed within our spirit. And the truth is, there is a time factor, but there also has to be a faith factor and a consciousness factor. Uh, If you look at the front of the book as well, there's an alarm clock on there, but if you notice, there's no hour hand, and there's no uh, minute hand, and there's no second hand. And the reason for this is because I wanted to paint the picture to the readers that there's no real set time.
try to heal some wounds. But every moment that we breathe and live, every moment our eyes open is an opportunity to literally say to the world, hey, God put me here, and I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I'm going to use all my gifts, and I'm going to use all my, my talents and my faith to do what I can do to impact another generation. So the time factor is very critical. Uh, a lot of people are waiting for the right time. But the truth of the matter is uh, uh, time is not something that we try to factor in when it comes to who God is because God does not dwell in time. As you know, God, God is a God of eternity. And eternity and time are two different spheres of reality. And uh, so time is a lower reality than eternity. So now that I'm in this world, I've come into this world through the avenue of my mother and my father. God, I was already God before I got here. He already owned me. So truthfully, he has offered my genesis into this world. And now that I'm here, we don't know what the end date is for all of us. We don't know. So what do we do? Do we wait another day? Do we wait another week uh, to fulfill purpose? Or do we begin to launch strategic, intentional steps that will guarantee the end result? Well said. Uh, and like, like you said, time is uh, something that we all um, kind of live in the world where it kind of makes us be conscious of So we're surrounded by um, time factors, and it kind of gives us a mentality that, listen, you're either on time or you're late. <laughs> so you got to be too extreme. And so the pressure is on. Can I jump in on that? Go ahead. Thank you, sir. And just to piggyback on what you said, I didn't want to let this slip. See, the timing factor is not really a faith factor. You can't you can't marry time and faith. Faith faith cannot be in time. Faith has to be in God. And so when faith is in God who is outside of time and you step out on faith, you're stepping out on God. So you're not necessarily stepping out on time. When 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 Jesus told Peter to walk Come on the boat, you know. Come on the boat. Come if it be if it be you bid me come, and 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 Peter gets out the boat and he begins to walk to Jesus, and really he's walking on the word of God. He steps out of that reality that was sustaining him into a reality that was outside of that reality. That is where the word of God becomes that foundation. So when 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 it's not in your hands. God says, I want you to wait on me. But when it's in your hand, the tools are in your hand. The moment is right. God says, I want you to move with boldness. And don't let time be a factor, no matter how young you are and no matter how old you are. And, and you, brought up, you brought up the faith factor, um, and which is also, for those of you that don't have the book, Chapter 6 talks about faith gives advantage and certainly our relationship with God is our faith it's our belief system and uh, pastor what would you say to that
that person that really doesn't have faith? You know, that is the that is the centrality, the central problem of the Christian journey today, and it's, it's the lack of faith. Um, and even the best of us struggle with this. Uh, the best of us, the most disciplined of us, it's a lack of faith, and we struggle with it because we can get so caught up in this world system that we lose sight of what faith really is, and faith it's not a conviction, but faith, I'm sorry, faith Faith is a conviction, rather, of what God has uh, revealed to your spirit. It's not a feeling, uh, it's a conviction. So even when you don't feel like God wants you, or you don't feel anointed, or you don't feel like you have purpose, faith, which now derives from the spirit man, convinces you otherwise. That's why some people can can keep a smile on their face in, in, in you know, in spite of those insurmountable odds because they understand that their feeling will try to convince them that God's word isn't true. But when you move in faith and you understand. So so the faith gives me the advantage in many ways. And faith gives me the advantage to, to, to step out of time into the Reality, the foundation, and the integrity of God's word, and move on that with the conviction that if God said He was going to do something, like He said in, in the scriptures, when He could swear by no no greater, He swore by Himself. God swore by Himself that He was going to do what He's going to do, because yeah. there's nobody else in the universe that can compare to Him. Well said, and um. Just another uh, point. I don't want to. I do want to come back to you. Said something about um, forgiveness at the beginning, but I do want to come back to that uh, because uh, that is like an enduring issue. Uh, forgiveness, and I'm actually we're gonna have to do. Uh, I'm working on doing a whole uh, segment on uh, forgiveness because it's always an issue. But um, in your introduction, you talked about how mother, uh, you wanted to be one thing for Halloween, and your mother had another uh, idea or plan for you, and throughout the book, there is a, uh, one of the themes uh, deals with identity, and um, knowing who you are, and knowing uh, the people that are around you, etc., and um, what would you have us to know about identity? Uh, you know, Romans says, Romans says, Paul says in the book of Romans, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Um, and to truly understand identity, one has to overcome the mental games, the mental fluctuations that we go through because of our connection to the world. As long as we're connected to the world, there's always going to be a struggle. So with our identity, uh, the enemy's primary objective is to diffuse any knowledge of who I think I am. So if I think that I'm great, if, I'm, if I think I'm victorious, that becomes a threat to the adversary. So he'll use anything he can to topple me. So identity begins with 
mentality. Uh, if I don't know who I am within, then I cannot exhibit the fruits of my identity externally. So I have to understand who I am. Now, the wonderful thing about Jesus is that Jesus shows us that once we put our faith in him, we are now unified or we're married into his fellowship, into his suffering, into his resurrection. This is the beautiful thing about Christ and really faith. Faith brings me from the outside to the inside where I have fellowship with Christ and I can have all the peace I want, all the joy I want. And if you look in the book of Ephesians as well, you know, I'm not going to go through a whole Bible study here, but, but just let me just briefly say this because it's so important for uh, uh, folks to understand who they are. Uh, you know, we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. You know, right. we are seated with him. We are seated with him in heavenly places. We, who, you and I, we, mm-hmm. you and I are actually with Christ in our spirits in heavenly places right now. There's no, there's no separation. I don't have to go through a priest. I don't have to go through a, a rigid law system, but I have direct access. So much so that the writer tells me, come boldly to the throne of grace. Don't even wait. Come boldly. Why? Because you have access. And so Christ paved the way, secured my access, and I have all right to receive everything that God has for me. It's connected to identity. Knowing who I am, I'm a son of God, even when I don't feel like it. Like the prodigal son, you know that story. He yes. leaves the house of the son with all of his inheritance, with his inheritance, not all of it, with his inheritance. He leaves the son. He falls into debauchery and all kind of mess when he's out there in the world. It's typical of all of our experiences. But when, but, but, but the father was looking for him every day. So he came to himself and he went back home And you know the story The father receives him But he, he left the son But he did not cease to be a son When he was out of place Because his position was already sealed So identity is in your sonship In, in sonship in Christ And you can feel Sometimes we do things uh, Lamar that you know may not be the best We may make some poor judgments do some things True. that are shady, you know, and, and commit some offenses, and, and, and we can feel real shameful about it. Like, you know what? I'm just not worthy. I'm going to isolate myself. But listen, if Jesus can hang with the worst of the worst, knowing who they were at the time, because that was our identity, he changed the core of who they were, then nothing we go through should ever keep us from coming back to Christ no matter how ugly it is. So identity is in the mentality. If I can get my mind right, I have the victory in my life. Well said. And I believe you, you did mention uh, just now and also in the book about conformity and certainly how we should not uh, conform. Certainly as Christians uh, or as believers, we know, we know that we are in the world, but not of the world. And so we have to constantly be reminded or remind ourselves of those things of who we are and who we are in God. Um, I think we should take a brief break and then we'll come back and we can tell our listeners how they can purchase this book and certainly increase their knowledge uh, for life and for a productive uh, life. 
number in studio is 619-924-0800. We're here with Ramon O. Gordon, the author of the Advantage, Advantage of Now. And certainly, uh, take a break. Time is winding up. We'll be back in the... Come on, choir. Time is winding. Time is winding up. And it won't be long, won't be long. It's long to be long.
and and um, he puts emphasis on the moment. Uh, what has to happen is when when you see a need or a void in the earth, and God's given you a gift, there is a fierce urgency for you to fill that void with the gift God's given you. Why? Because look at what's happening in the world today. We believe in the second coming of the Lord. All that is in place. Everything is in place. So we have to be mindful that we're not wasting precious moments on frivolous matters and self-indulgence when God is calling us to a higher place of spiritual accountability. Awesome. I I, I agree that, uh, as you said, now, or as the title suggests, now is very important because uh, we are creatures of procrastination. And uh, I myself have been guilty of procrastination, as I'm sure so many other people have. And certainly we become our own uh, setback or our own hold up in life because we don't uh, seize the moment or seize the now. And and then before you know it, a week has gone by, a month, a year, and then it becomes year, a year turns into years. And certainly, and you're, you're standing in the same place, stagnant. And certainly so many of us are living beneath our potential because we did not recognize now, as you uh, put it so well. Um, I do want to, uh, can you give us your, uh, your, do you have any upcoming events or do you want to shout out anybody or your church or uh, family? Uh, you know, all my family, my wife, my children, certainly uh, my family, we love them all. Um, and uh, you know, keep me in prayer. You know, some, some doors are opening, and I just want to use those moments to really feed the flock of God the best way I can. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so I just have one uh, issue that I want to raise. Uh, you said early on about uh, forgiveness. There is no set time on forgiveness. Can you just um, give that? Say a little bit on that because uh, so many times um, there was a situation that recently came up, and I know so many of us have heard about the situation in Texas uh, with the uh, officer and the uh, young man that was killed, and the brother uh, brother gave uh, forgave the, the killer, and the judge gave out um, gave her a Bible scripture, and actually the Judges receiving some uh, legal backlash from that, I think. But um, those those are major issues with forgiveness. Now we have smaller issues with forgiveness and um, and time. So what what do you say about forgiveness and time? You know, it's funny you mentioned the uh, that case in Texas. It's a very moving situation, uh, and I think that it really speaks to the degree of how somebody handles pain but doesn't want pain to handle them. I think when it comes to pain, we can either allow the pain to handle us or we can handle the pain. And the way to handle that pain is to deal with it through the avenue of forgiveness. And our human impulse is to not let it go because me remembering the pain or the offense is going to keep me alert and aware Uh, of anything that might look remotely as close to what I've gone through. But forgiveness works for the victim and the perpetrator. 
Forgiveness releases the victim from the experience, the, 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 the shame and the experience of the behavior. And, and then forgiveness delivers the perpetrator from the guilt. So either way, it's twofold. Now, it doesn't remove the consequences. The consequences are the same. But what it does mm-hmm. is it, retrie- it frees the soul from the burden. The burden of carrying something you know you cannot undo, whether you did it or whether it was done to you. And sometimes, if you're the perpetrator, you're the, you're the hardest ones to forgive ourselves. Because the truth is, everybody has been a victim or a perpetrator at some point or another in their lives. Either you cause somebody pain or somebody caused you pain. <laughs> and so the longer <laughs> we hold on, the longer we hold on to the uh, that, that 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 ugly attitude of saying I'm not going to let it go, is the more we do damage to ourselves, and that's not what God wants for us. When that young man hung that hung that hung that, that lady, the, the officer, I tell you, it it, it sends shockwaves. This is not a moment of infidelity. This is not a moment where somebody ruins somebody's credit. This is somebody that took the life of a loved one. And I believe he didn't want to live with the hate. didn't want to live with that, that experience. And he let everything out in that moment. There you go, the advantage of now. Everybody gets to deliberate differently. Well said. Uh, so we thank you for your input on that situation. Uh, and and it seemed, and I just the, the reason I I said that because it seemed to me almost like his forgiveness. It wasn't right at the time, but it was very. It was sooner rather than later that particular expression, and uh, which seemed to some as too soon. And so, what you're saying in uh, seizing the moment as of now, it's never too soon. Or anything, uh, certainly we have to do it now because it, uh, you know, it holds up the process. Now, you know that's and, between and, and, him. Go ahead. And just to say, it, it was, I think you're about to say my point. It was between him, the way he was feeling, it, and and the, the the perpetrator. This had nothing to do with how his mother felt, how his brothers felt, how his family felt. And, how and I felt. <laughs> How you felt, exactly. And we, we would look from the outside, but we don't know what what edge that brother was standing on. And that moment kind of could have pulled him back from the edge. You don't know what kind of retaliatory mindset he had. You don't know if there was hatred brewing for another race. And so these things, I believe, especially when it's played out in the public eye like this, let me tell you, man, it diffused a lot of agendas when that moment happened. And I'm glad it was on TV. So you never know. For you to come back from the edge of anything you may do or may think or may become a new ideology, sometimes you have to ignore the, the selfish pleas of other people that would tell you to hold on and to remember. <laughs> and you have to get that freedom for yourself. So, uh, Pastor, we thank you uh, for sharing with Global.
gospel on uh, this Saturday afternoon, and the time has just gone by uh, so fast. And uh, sure sharing with us <laughs> the advantage of now, and uh, we want everybody to just grab a hold to uh, now, to this moment in uh, your life, uh, your situation. Grab a hold to now, and uh, we just want to ask you uh, to, as you. Uh, to close out this segment if you just offer a word of prayer for our listeners well Lord we just thank you for your grace today uh, able to wake up one more time uh, to your everlasting grace new mercies today God thank you for your grace and your mercy thank you for not disqualifying us because of our offenses Thank you for the finished works of the cross. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. God, thank you for loving us when we didn't love ourselves. And, Lord, we thank you for this avenue uh, through my brother Lamar Townsend, Lord, allowing me to share your thoughts with the people. And I pray, dear Lord, that whoever it is that heard today, that they heard something that will impact their lives, break down strongholds, break down barriers, and put in place what needs to be there. Lord, I thank you, dear Lord, for this radio broadcast, and that you'll continue to bless uh, the vision, bless the visionary, provide for it every need. And God, I thank you that you're just doing wonderful things now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you once again, uh, Ramon Gordon, the advantage of now. We pray God's blessings. Uh, Upon your life, your ministry, and your book And we say thank you, thank you, thank you My friend, thank you again And uh, all the best And until next time Okay Alright my friend, God bless
Amen, amen. Once again, the hour has now uh, come into the flow, and you have been listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Uh, we want to remind you that all our shows are archived, so if uh, perhaps you missed the beginning of today's episode, log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel at the 2 p.m. hour following this segment and certainly you can hear the entirety Pastor Ramon Gordon the advantage of now his purpose in you and time and certainly we covered several topics and so we thank God uh, for his uh, life and for his uh, ministry that is uh, around the world around the globe and um, we just want you to seize the moment uh, certainly because uh, tomorrow is not promised life is short life is Precious life is fragile And so until um, We meet again We want you to join us If the Lord says the same Next Saturday from 1pm To 2pm Eastern Standard Time And you will hear more Encouragement, more good news More gospel, more inspiration The whinings we close with this Tomorrow, the whinings God bless you And on tomorrow, if the Lord should delay his coming, we pray that you find yourself in someone's worship experience in somebody's church to certainly give God glory, honor, and praise for all that he has done for you and that he continues to do for you. Remember, if the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. God bless you. Jesus said, I am he who supplies all your needs. And you said, I know, but tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow, I thought about today.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.